balcony bingos it's friends friday fellas what's up guys how y'all feeling we're good we're good we're good we're just hoping lsu will come back from this one run deficit yeah man yeah man i mean it's been a tight ball game so far i don't know if y'all saw after that last inning from mr preston johnson gave the tigers a little bit of a stare down don't appreciate it i'm hoping that lsu will make him pay for that just saying we're going to get right into it, man. We're going to talk about some baseball. Then we're going to hit some spring football. Maybe y'all have some – maybe uh, since y'all are a little bit closer uh, to LSU and whatnot, got a little bit more info, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and then at the end, we'll just do some Q&A, some Tell Me TA, and we'll just have a good time. Looking forward to it. Zach, give me your thoughts so far on the baseball game. What's it What's it been looking like from your end? So I just got back. Um from work, so I haven't been able to watch all of it. But I got to say, I'm not a fan of the shift there in that situation. You know, with a hitter like that, I think you just leave the normal fielding position out there. And so, I mean, he hit right where the shift wasn't. I mean, he it would have been grounded by the sh- shortstop. Shortstop could have made a double play any over. But you have a wide open gap. He hits it in that gap. They score two. And unfortunately, uh, they have the lead right now. Mikhail's been pitching though pretty pretty good, you know. I mean, start the game, uh, curveball's working for him. So I'm hoping, um, you know, that the offense can get going because through six innings we haven't seen much. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I mean, it, we've been struggling a little bit at the plate. Uh, I mean, give it to Preston Johnson. He has pitched a, a pretty good game. We've had situations where we could have capitalized, no doubt about it. Um, and we just haven't we just haven't capitalized on those moments when we've had runners in scoring position. And, I mean, we had them early on. I mean, I think through the first four innings, we 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 had them littered all over the the, the bases. So um, we need to capitalize more now that they they've gone to the bullpen. Maybe we can capitalize on the new guy Hunt here. Yeah. Gant, what you been seeing? Uh, what you like? What you don't like so far about tonight's game? Uh, it's kind of the same story. It's been all season. I think the clutch hitting has been. Definitely been missing from uh from from the game. And uh I mean hopefully this guy they got in right now has got ten point eight ERA. So that'll be uh yeah. that's off of him. Yeah, no doubt. Hopefully 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 we can. I mean, ten ERA, you you'd think that uh you think that the Tigers with the lineup that they have can get a little hitting going. Um, I wanted to hit on the shift a little bit as well. Um, I have never liked shifts in baseball. Never. I, I mean, I, I get the purpose of it. I, I, I get it, right? I mean, if you if you know uh, statistically this guy hits here or whatever, he's a pull hitter, 
Um, and I, I get it, but a lot of times you end up putting yourself in a situation where you could have done something better if you weren't in the shift. And that's exactly what Zach was talking about there. You could have got a double play uh, and, and been out of the inning. And there was there was another play, I can't remember, with the shift, but it cost us I, – I, I think it wasn't when they scored, but there was another time when we could have turned a double play as well earlier in the game, and we only got the one out because of it. So I, I just I don't like the the shift. I think there's uh, I think there's better ways to to do it. I, I mean, I, if you just play regular in some of those, maybe it's not two to one. But I agree. I think mikhail has been been fantastic tonight. Really, our offense uh, has been lacking tonight, and I think if you Clutch up in a few situations. I mean, we're in this ball game clearly, um, and it, we're not out of it. Obviously, I mean, we got a guy on first base now, no outs. But I mean, we have the batters in the lineup to to do what we need to do. But what do y'all think about um, the outfield tonight? Little different. Uh, any any word on on Gavin Dugas and and that situation? I saw the lineup. The first line they put out, he was in it. They had like D Cruz was leading off. It was a totally different lineup. And uh, then all of a sudden they came out with the new lineup with him out of it. So I don't know if he's sick or hurt or I don't know what happened unless maybe different state might change their pitching idea and LSU switched the lineup last second. But, but yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Reagan, if you remember in our last podcast, I actually mentioned them potentially sitting Dugas because we know Dugas can hit um, based on last year. We know he is a great hitter, but it seems like he's – been kind of in a slump right now you know I mentioned on the last podcast maybe what they need to do is you know put him on the bench for a little bit you know so he can kind of fumigate on that and, and want to get back at it and, and work better to get out of the slump so maybe there's a little bit of that but it seems because he was in the lineup previously maybe there was a small injury we haven't been told or heard anything mm. or a sickness he was out of the lineup I think <laughs> earlier in the year but due to a sickness so that's definitely interesting Looks like we got some comments in here, Zach, if you'll throw them up. Uh, AYS says, I fought people for less than that stare down. Yeah, no kidding. It, it wasn't – I don't even know if it was just a stare down. at the When he ended that, when he hit that pitch, he screamed and said something over to the, the dugout, then kind of walked slow back to the dugout with a stare down. And, I, yeah, I um, – that, that those type of things really irk me, and I it just I, I can't let it go sometimes. And I, I really wanted to see us just mash the ball now <laughs> with the whole Dugas thing. I mm, I like Dugas in the lineup. I, I do. I just feel like I feel like that there's going to be some point in the season that Dugas turns it on. I mean, we know he's got it right and. I feel like the the SEC overall, uh, with, when when it comes to pitching, is not as elite as it was last year. So I I really really got to think that some point in the season that Gavin is going to turn it on. Our boy uh, Beloso got in the game the other night. What do you make of that, Gant? Uh, it's interesting. I guess I don't know if he's healed from his injury or if he's going to pull a Tim Elko from last year. Uh, nuts. I don't know, but I mean. Yeah, Bloso definitely was really good his freshman year. Um, he's had some rough patches, but I think he brings a good, solid leader to the team. If he can get some at-bats, that's definitely going to help out a lot. No question. No question. So, what with the defense struggling, Gantt, so far this season, 
we're we're seeing Thompson back at at shortstop all of a sudden, and Doty's back at second. Honestly, I would like to see Doty at third. I think that's where he's best. What in your mind is your ideal lineup, considering how this season has gone so far? Yeah, it's definitely been shocking. I mean, coming to the year, I thought Jordan Thompson would be like all SEC, all American yeah. shortstop. He played well there last year. I know he had an injury coming into the season. Uh, you know, he missed like four weeks of practice. And I don't know if he just hasn't called back up to speed or not, but he looks just a step behind on, on a lot of plays. And I, mean, I think he's he's your guy at shortstop because of the arm and some of the playmaking abilities. But uh, it just – hasn't been all there. I think, like you said, I think Doty's more of a, a third baseman. Um, but it's kind of hard when you start moving guys around. Like, what do you do with everybody else, you know, as far as Barry and then some of the outfielders and stuff like that. So, it's definitely something Johnson's got to figure out. He's got to do it quick because, I don't know, the defense just doesn't seem to be making plays. No, no doubt. I, I have mentioned this several times, and I've yet to see it. I've yet to see it. And you can give me your thoughts on this. We heard a lot of Joe Bear being in right field. We heard a lot of it in preseason, in exhibition games. I feel like I heard about Joe Bear being in right field a lot. Now, I, I may be mistaken. I may be dreaming that. But I feel like Joe Bear has played some right field in uh, our offseason. And I would love to see the lineup because we, we understand that Barry's a little bit of a liability out in right field. So we don't want to put him out there. And at third base, he's – He's okay. I mean, he's good. He's an okay third baseman yeah. defensively, but you can't take his bat out of the lineup. So my thought on it is, and this is my personal opinion, is playing Joe Bear out and right and DHing Barry because his defense, you know, I mean, he's not an elite defensive player. And I would move Doty over to third, and I would put Bianco at second. I mean, Bianco uh, is is – Great wherever he's at defensively. He played – I mean, last year when we were struggling with Zach Arnold, Will Safford, we couldn't figure it out. They were kicking balls around. Drew Bianco brought a steady hand out there. I mean, his bat isn't the best, but, I mean, right now, Geo and Pearson, that's a freshman and a guy who doesn't hit that much better in Geo than Bianco does, and I feel like that would be a, a better defensive lineup but we just haven't seen Joe Barron right. So, am I dreaming that, guys? It was. Did we hear about Joe Barron right? Before the season, we were hanging out with some of the guys uh, and we kind of asking about the lineup. And I think I remember them saying, oh, yeah, Joe Barron being right, he rakes. I just remember yeah. somebody saying that. And then all of a sudden, he's just strictly DH and Barry's kind of in the field. And I don't know if that's trying to help get Barry stock up or what, but, uh, but I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I don't know what to make of this baseball team sometimes. I, I really don't. You go into Florida, which maybe Florida was a little bit overrated, but I thought – I'm pretty sure they beat Arkansas tonight. Maybe, maybe Florida's a little bit overrated, but, I mean, that was a huge win, and then you go and you lose at home to Auburn. I just – Gant, I mean, if we want to be honest, this is nowhere near what we expected. I mean, this is not the expectation. Not even close maybe Gant, did we buy into a little bit too much hype? Because honestly, this team isn't too different from last year's team. And in reality, our pitching staff from a starter, uh, a weekend rotation standpoint was better last year. So maybe did we buy into the new coach offensive mind a little bit too much? And 
we thought of something that really wasn't there, and really this is the same team besides Jacob Berry and Joe Bear? Seems a lot like it. You know, I mean, coming into the season, I feel like I told everybody that I could tell it. This team's going, you got to host a super regional going to Omaha. No, no doubt. I think a lot of Tiger fans thought that as well. You can see ticket sales. There were no tickets available. It's definitely been a little upsetting, to say the least, uh, coming into the season. And, and I mean, the averages are up, but uh, yeah. it's probably the clutch hitting is just not there. And then uh, the defense, I, I thought we'd see a lot more fire out of the guys. Like, we saw a lot of that in the Florida series, but outside of those couple games, it has, it's been pretty flat as far as emotion. Yeah. You know, kind of like same, same old Maneri teams. Uh, I don't know if it's just a, a, a thing with this team where, I don't know. I mean, some of these some of these guys have been the best players on their respective teams coming up, oh, yeah. and they you know haven't had to grind for things, and you know they they got to start grinding because you know you're, you're twenty and nine, four or five in the SEC, and you're looking to lose another Friday night game. It's definitely tough. Yeah. Uh, do we got we have Arkansas and Fateful next weekend, right? Uh, Zach, I mean, what do you make of this team going forward? I mean, what 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 needs to happen? Well, I think it's a lot of the same situations the same problems that we've already t- talked about and discussed a lot you know luckily like tonight the fielding has looked has looked good you don't have any errors on the night so far we hope that continues yeah. um and from the stat that we released with ays you know lsu has performed well whenever they have uh only given up an error or less um 13 and 2 on the year when they've only booed the ball around once or or or, or, or no times at all and, yeah. you know, this was a series that I did not expect uh, LSU to win because obviously coming off of last year, Mississippi State, you know, of course, won the Natty. And so you're – and it's in Duty Noble. Like, I didn't expect LSU to win this series. Uh, I expect them to maybe get one out of this. But the series that I expected them to win, you know, was Auburn. You know, I expected them to get that win there. I expected yeah. LSU to be A&M at home. You've lost both of your home series, and that's two of those series that I was counting for LSU. And so, you know, and then it, it only gets worse. You got to go to Fayetteville next weekend. You still got to go to Nashville. You still got to host Ole Miss at home. So, thank goodness LSU doesn't draw Tennessee this year because, man, that would be brutal. I don't know if y'all saw or not, but Auburn did beat Vanderbilt tonight. I'm telling y'all. Auburn is a better team than what people are making them out to be. They are, yeah. They're they're a good team. I, I mean, mm-hmm. man, who expected Tennessee? I did not. I mean, holy cow! You lost two of your three starters last year in Tennessee in their rotation. You you had a left fielder from last year playing catcher. You lost another uh, your your shortstop last year at Tennessee. Nobody. I mean, I'm pretty sure they have a new shortstop catcher. Second baseman, two of their three re- weekend guys are different, but man, they are. I mean, they're off to one of the best SEC starts in history. They are. If they win tonight, they will tie for the best SEC start in history. So, I, I that is something I definitely didn't expect uh, at all. Um, Gant, what did you think about the move tonight to give Hilliard the ball first? We liked that. A lot of guys in the group chat we were talking, you know, we like the idea to give Hillary the ball. Um, and obviously it's paid off. I mean, only only two runs at least so far through six things yeah. of work. Um, you know, I think he mixes it up a lot. He's got a lot of different pitches. Um, but, you know, you, you don't get more than one run. 
uh, it's tough for anybody to do anything on Friday night. No doubt, Zach. What was your thoughts on the on the start for for Mikhail tonight? Well, Mikhail has pitched really well here recently. Um, you know, he's been very dominant, especially in his last two outings. And you know, you need a guy that's 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 dominant and and ace like in yeah. a Friday night starter. And so, I think Mikhail's been the most consistent here recently with these starting pitchers that we've used. And so I think that's probably why Jay put him out there on tonight, uh, Friday night game. Like Dan said, I mean, so far has looked has looked good. I mean, he's gotten touched here a little bit here as of late, but we know when it gets around that fifth, sixth, seventh inning, uh, you know, he gets he starts to get tired. That pitch count gets up, uh, and he's not able to land that curveball. And then or hitters, excuse me, are able to sit on fastball at him uh, when he's not able to land it, but. You know, LSU offense in this game, they just got to get going. LSU offense has got to get going. They only have two hits on the game so far. That's been your problem. It hasn't been fielding. It, re- it hasn't really even been pitching. LSU has to start hitting the baseball. No doubt. No doubt about it. We'll see how this game uh, plays out for the rest of the night, and we will continue to give you all updates. Razelman is entering the game for State. Runners on the corners, no outs in the bottom of the seventh. It is two to one, and that's where we currently sit. But we'll keep you all updated for the rest of the night. Um, I'll give my thoughts on that on, on Mikel, and then we'll move forward here to talk about some spring football. And some of the thoughts on uh, Brian Kelly's comments today are a little bit controversial. We'll hit on that a little bit as well. Um, I liked the Mikel move tonight. Uh, he is your only pitcher that's 3-0 and in SEC play. And in reality, if you look at it, we have yet to win the opening game of an SEC series. We lost the Florida opening game. We, we won the next two, but we have yet to win an opening game in an SEC series. And, I mean, the, I mean, the, the statistics are simple, right? He's 3-0 in the SEC. You haven't won one, uh, uh, the first one yet in the series yet. Put him out there, see what happens. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he would not get the win tonight if we pulled this out. Um, but that, I think that was the thought behind the move tonight. All right, let's move forward from the diamond here and let's talk some LSU spring football. Let's go ahead and, and hit on those comments first. Uh, Gant, maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. Uh, Brian Kelly has did an interview. I, I, maybe y'all can tell me with who it was today. I can't remember, but I went and read some of his comments. Uh, and people, Notre Dame fans specifically, and some people other than Notre Dame fans. Uh, uh, are upset about his comments, don't like his comments about uh, his time at Notre Dame and uh, his his reflecting on his time at Notre Dame and what he has now at LSU. Yeah. Um, if you've seen that, Gant, tell me what you thought about the reaction of his comments and what you think about his comments. Yeah, I think he just was kind of saying that he's glad to be at a place where he has like the resources to win a national championship. I think that's kind of what he was along the lines of. But yeah, exactly. I caught, I caught a little bit of it on, uh, on Twitter. I think I saw... I mean, I think he's just going based off the lines of being playing in the SEC and being able to recruit guys to a place like LSU. You know, I've never been to South Bend, but I hear some things about it. It's just kind of a boring place to be. Um, yeah. And, you know, LSU is a definitely easy place to recruit guys to come to. It's a it's a huge brand. Don't get me wrong, Notre Dame is a huge brand as well. But uh, playing in the SEC and, I guess, the best competition in the world. And, I mean, the brand speaks for itself when you got DBU, our wide receiver U, all that. So I think it's I think it's what he means by that. It's just it's easier to get guys to come here. No doubt, Zach. What were your thoughts on it? 
So for me, Reagan, this is pretty simple. Like, I mean, we know it's just easier to recruit in Louisiana, right? I mean, you can drive 60 minutes um, and and go and recruit top talent in the country. So, like, for me, it, it's not really a big deal. I understand why people are taking it that way because it seems, you know, like he's throwing Notre Dame under the bus. I don't think he's throwing Notre Dame under the bus. You know, I, I'm sure he still loves his time at Notre Dame, respects his – you know, the people that are at Notre Dame. But Brian Kelly just realized the situation that he was not going to be able to recruit within the state at Notre Dame. And that's that's just facts. That's not an opinion. That's yeah. not his philosophy. That's just fact. He had to go out and he had to recruit nationally. And that's why he made the statements that he made. He's saying, hey, it's, it's easier on me now. All I've got to yeah. do is – recruit the state and we're going to compete at a high level like that's all he's saying and you know I I don't think he intentionally wants to throw Notre Dame under the bus and I don't think that is what he is doing but it it's it's just obvious that you're going to be able to recruit Louisiana and you're going to be able to compete for national championships if recruiting at Notre Dame is very hard it's very difficult you know that based on on what Brian Kelly had to do and the extremes that he had to go to in order to recruit and get the classes that he got, right? And I think it's an amazing job by him for recruiting at the level that he did at Notre Dame. I mean, people yeah. don't want to go to Notre Dame. There's nothing there. It's cold. And if we have any Notre Dame, Notre Dame fans watching, you know, I'm sure they'll disagree. But, I mean, that's just the reality of Notre Dame. There's a lot of restrictions. There's a lot of rules and regulations that the players have to abide by. So, like – Academics. I, I don't think Brian Kelly, what his statements were undermining his time at Notre Dame or undermining the situation there. Like, that's just what he had to deal with. And he realized, you know, once he got offered the LSU job, man, I can go there and I can finally win a championship. I can go there and I can get the guys that I'm losing to whenever I go up and face, you know, a team like Alabama, a team like Ohio State, a team like LSU, a team like yeah. Clemson. Like, uh, it's a lot easier for me if, to go to go to LSU and to recruit those guys and to be able to put myself in a position to win a championship than it was at Notre Dame. And not only is it easier, but it is less stressful on him. It's less yeah. stressful. It, he stated himself, I'm not going to have to put in as much time recruiting because it's easier here. That's not him being lazy again. That's just a fact of the matter of recruiting in the South. So, I mean, I don't really take a lot from his comments. I just say he's right. Yeah, I think y'all have hit on most of it with the comments. Um, so one of the reporters I saw, I can't remember his name exactly. I think it was Pete Sampson or something like that. Um was saying that he that something it hit weird when he said, you know, I I don't have to spend as many hours recruiting at Notre Dame uh, or, or at LSU, and he was putting it off as if Brian Kelly was going to be lazy now. With he could be lazier now with with Notre, with recruiting, and that's not the, the like that's not true at all, right? He said in his statement, I had to spend like weeks gone. For, for recruiting, and that's a long time to be away as a head coach for recruiting. Weeks gone at a time when at LSU you can drive 
not too far away down the road, right, and find the number one record, quarterback in the country in in Walker Howard. And in another direction is Will Campbell, like one of the top offensive tackles in the country. And I know the, Alabama got these guys, but you had Anderson this year, and you had Shaz Preston this year, and, and you had Kendrick Law this year. I mean, surrounded with talent. And then this upcoming year, you have guys like Shelton Sampson, five-star uh, receiver, Literally in Baton Rouge at Catholic High. Like, come on, guys. Like, quit, quit being Trey ridiculous Holly about this. Like, and, and they're acting like, oh, it's no, it, it's Brian Kelly's fault. Notre Dame never won a championship. Maybe there's some truth to that, but the reality is Notre Dame hasn't won anything of significance since Lou Holtz was there in 1988. So give me a break. Give me a freaking break. This man has been at Notre Dame in the 21st century, but y'all ain't done nothing since 1988. So I don't want to hear that crap. You need to get over yourself, Notre Dame fans. Like, you have not been relevant in ages. And the only reason you think, like, Notre Dame is like this perennial program is because they they had the, the TV deal with NBC, I think it was, for so many years. And now that everybody is on TV every single weekend, the SEC is the power uh, of all conferences. Like, let's let's be honest here. It wasn't Brian Kelly that was holding him back from a national championship. It was clearly a talent difference between Notre Dame and the rest of everybody else. You cannot recruit like Alabama, like LSU, like Georgia, like Texas A&M, who has more five stars than some of the other conferences total. Like, let's let let's let's use our common sense here, Notre Dame fans. You saw what happened, Notre Dame, and Brian Kelly is a great coach in the fact that he was able to recruit at Notre Dame to get them to the point where they're playing in BCS championships. They're in the playoffs. And then you saw the talent difference. That is why Notre Dame gets clapped every time there was a major talent difference. But Brian Kelly was an excellent coach that was able to coach teams to those playoffs, to those championships, and even put them in the situation. And then you play a major talent difference that you just cannot overcome. And now on the on the cusp of the end of his of his career, right? He's 60 years old. He's got a 10-year contract. He's going to make a final push here at LSU with a talent-rich state, with all the resources he could ever want, and make a push to end his career with a national title. He's done everything in his career. He's won everywhere he's gone. The only thing he doesn't have is a national title. That's the reality of it, Notre Dame fans. Get over yourselves. Get over yourselves. It will be the same way with every stinking coach that comes into Notre Dame. You are not going to recruit guys from South Florida, from Louisiana, from Southern California to come to the armpit that is South Bend, Indiana to, to freaking come play at such a high level when you have SEC West schools knocking at their door every single year. We've got to use our brains here, Notre Dame fans. This is just a career move, and it's very obvious the difference between the resources of LSU, the recruiting of LSU, and Notre Dame. He literally told you in the interview that Notre Dame was handing out pre-cooked meals. LSU has an, an, entire, an entire dining hall facility. Are you kidding me? Y'all are handing, they were handing out pre-cooked meals at Notre Dame. Notre Dame has plenty of money to do better than that. 
So give me a freaking break. Anyways, I'll, 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 I digress. Okay. I'll back down a little bit. I, that just irked me. Gant, enough of the Brian Kelly, whatever crap. What have you been hearing about spring football? What do you like? Let me hear your thoughts so far. Uh, I mean, I haven't been hearing too much. You know, we don't talk to too many people. We're kind of, we've been real busy too with just stuff going on, but, uh, a lot of the, the Twitter talk, I mean, you know, John Emery looks really good. I hear Greg Brooks looks really good. From what it seems like, it's more of like a a well-run program now as far as just what's going on. Um, that's kind of what we expected out of Brian Kelly to run like yeah. a Fortune 500 company. I mean, he's out there. It seems like things just run a lot smoother. And if you're not here, yeah. if you don't want to be here and be in it every second of the day, then you can go. You know, you hear him talk about Kayshawn Bouti, and he's, you know, I know his last name. Him. He doesn't care who you are. Him, he doesn't care. You know, you got to be there. It doesn't matter if you're injured or not. You need to be there with the team and be involved. Absolutely. I I, I love that mentality. I mean, that was a huge moment. I mean, I, I don't know if LSU fans realize the gravity of that moment. Kayshawn Butte is arguably the best wide receiver in the country coming into this next season. He could be – he. you know, that, that is a guy that is going to be in the running for the Bolitnikoff. And next year he's going to be a first round draft pick, probably a top ten pick. Like that, the gravity of that statement shows how serious Brian Kelly is about accountability, about doing what you're supposed to do. I don't care if your name is freaking Kayshawn Butte. We're going to get things straight. And man, I mean, the next practice, you know, first spring practice, Butte was out there with Brian Kelly on everything, talking to Brian Kelly, you know, following him around, and you see him at every practice. And you love that. I mean, I absolutely love that. Some people may have been offended by that, but that shows the mentality that he has. Zach, I know you you, uh, follow uh, maybe some spring a a little bit closer. Have you heard anything new? Any new recruiting updates? You know, what have we seen so far? I also want to, you know, before we get to tell me, T.A., I want to talk a little bit about basketball. We got some updates on, on basketball transfers and whatnot. Uh, and I want to get a little bit on that as well. And I want to get Gant's thoughts on the hire. Zach, what have you heard from spring uh, football here lately? So uh, something pretty cool, Reagan, that me and you can kind of, I guess, be happy about. Xavier Hill is getting a lot of work at left guard. And yeah. he, I th- I'm pretty sure he's running with the ones right now. Um, at left guard for our listeners that don't know, yeah, Olive Branch Xavier Hill came from Olive Branch High School, the Conquistadors. I think I said that correct. Did I said that correct. Yes, the Conquistadors. The Conquistadors. Uh, so right down the road, literally right down the road. I mean, just east of here. Um, so pretty cool to see Xavier Hill excelling uh, there at that position. Um, so some recruiting news. If y'all didn't know, two four seven today, Crystal and Savon Banks, big LSU, one hundred percent, big time. Yes, big time corner recruit coming out of Ohio State. You know, the last time you got a recruit from Ohio State, it worked out pretty well. So yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, it's, it's been, we, we, we've mentioned this in our shows before. It seems like they were not really satisfied with the cornerback position. You know, Converse is there, but he's been nicked up a little bit. 
Um, seems like Makai Garner was kind of that next guy, but has a little bit of a ways to go from what we were hearing. And so now you'll get a guy in Savon Banks who in his freshman season, I guess then we got out of it. I missed it. We yes, did. just just to interrupt you real quick, Tigers get out of the inning. Bases loaded, 3-2 count, two outs. Reiselman challenges across the plate and beats him, baby. Let's go. I'm, I'm like, let's go. I'm just now seeing the pitch. Let's yeah, you're, go. You're like, you're like two pitches ahead the of dugout. everybody in here. So. <laughs> he definitely gave a little dugout yell. Uh, yeah, yeah. You love it. Love it. Let's go. Dang, they I weren't as excited it. as I, I thought. I was expecting yeah, a reaction. Kind of, I, I kind of spoiled it, you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So Zach, I don't know if you, I don't, I don't know if you remember where you were at in that comment, but <laughs> go ahead and proceed. That was just a big moment. That was oh, huge. This, uh, well, speaking of big moments, it, it seems very, very highly likely that Savon Banks is going to be an LSU Tiger, awesome. um, Crystal Ball to LSU. So you know, huge get for Brian Kelly. It's um, from what we've been hearing. You know, he wanted to go after another corner. Uh, another DB, he, he he's looking to go after a tight end for sure. They they really wanted to get a tight end, and then another offensive lineman. So that that also speaks to you know even though they've gotten some guys and there's been a lot of guys that have performed well in the spring, you know that they still are I guess not as confident there on the offensive line. So yep. very interesting. Another thing that we've been hearing Reagan is that Miles Brennan. Do not look over him. We we mentioned and talked about this a little bit in the last podcast, but it seems like Miles Brennan is kind of the guy right now. It does. Really? Um, he's looked he's looked really good. You know, they're saying, you know, it seems like Jaden Daniels has some some things he needs to work out. Um he, he's got some progress that needs to be done. So, you know, and I've heard some people that are predicting Miles Brennan to to be the starter whenever um, I think T. Bob was the one that said he he, he thinks Miles Brennan will be the starter on day one yeah. against Florida State. So you know, I know we discussed that a lot last week, but I'm going to reiterate that I think this is huge because a lot of people once you get the Jaden Daniels commit, a lot of people were assuming Jaden Daniels will be QB one, and yeah. it just goes to show that even though they brought in a guy who was a three year starter in the Pac-12. You know, had had really good experience. You know, that doesn't mean that he's going to be automatically QB one. You know, he's yeah. going to have to work for it. And Miles Brennan is doing a really good job of holding, uh, holding him off. It seems, as I mentioned Tuesday night. You know, I think it's best case scenario that these guys are pushing each other. You know, I, I don't want to see somebody just come Absolutely. in and automatically get the job. You know, I want to see both of these guys pushing each other. You know, including. Garrett Nussmeyer, you know, we, and obviously we can assume Walker Howard's going to get red shirt, so he's probably out of the question. But, you know, I want to see those three guys push each other. And so this just further proves that that is going on, that that yeah. staff is continuing to work with these guys. And so very encouraged by that. Um, you know, do I still think that Jaden Daniels, you know, once he gets a full spring practice, full summer, fall practice in, that uh, he's going to edge it out. Yeah, I do. But, you know, exciting news nonetheless. No doubt. I mean, you you got to love competition. That always improves everybody, uh, right? I mean, I think I think the best thing about 2019 is that there was 
tons of competition, right? I mean, you think about the competition that was going on, Justin Jefferson versus Derek Stingley, Justin Jefferson, or excuse me, Derek Stingley versus Jamar Chase, you know, uh, uh, Christian Fulton versus Jamar Chase, Christian Fulton versus Justin Jefferson, uh, like Calevon Chasson going against, you know, uh, our offensive line. Uh, I mean, you, that kind of competition cre- makes for be- the better with your team. And uh, I, I don't know if y'all saw it on Jordy Collada or not, uh, but Patrick Queen actually opened up about the fight that they had at practice with Joe Burrow. Uh, I mean, talking about how he literally – they were legit fist fighting, and Joe was down there punching Patrick McQueen, Patrick Queen and almost said McQueen, y'all. I'm such a dad. And my, <laughs> my son loves uh, 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 Lightning McQueen. So Patrick Queen, though. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Queen literally punching that man in the stomach. I mean, that's that's – Competition like that, iron sharpens iron, man, right? You love to hear that. So that's that's great news. Gant, what do you think about the little bit on, on basketball? Real quick, uh, we got some transfer updates, um, and then we'll hit a break, and then we'll come back and do some tell me T.A. Gant, what's your thought on the hires uh, or the hiring of Matt McMahon and his staff, and what do you make of this crazy transfer? The entire team is leaving. Now we got a rebuild situation. Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about the firing. Uh, it's still definitely I know. not over a way being gone. But uh, that was y'all boy. That, I know, I know. It. Uh, with, with Coach Matt McMahon, I, I think you know everything you hear from him so far seems pretty well. I mean, he's got the resume. He went thirty-one two last this past year, and look at the you know last couple of years. He's been at Murray State. He's been very good. Um, and I think getting Justice Hill and Trey Hannibal and all of them here. Is huge. Um, no telling what kind of sanctions we're going to be hit with, if any at all. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Kansas just won a national championship with five level one violations. So yeah. if they can do it, why can't we? But Correct. I think it was a good hire. It definitely sucks, though, losing all the five stars, Johan Traore, Julian Phillips, Devin Ree, all them, because uh, that was going to be quite the team next year. Definitely one of the best no in doubt. the country. So it's just going to take a, a, a year or two to, I think, get back towards where we were. But I don't think it'll take too long. I don't think it'll take, you know, five, six years. I think you know, a year or two, I think Matt McMahon is going to have it where we need to be. So, I think LSU basketball is still going to be heading in the right direction. And, uh, you know, I think we got a solid coach. So, future's bright. I got to agree with you, man. I got to agree. I mean, as soon as we heard about the Will Wade uh, firing, uh, you know, bless y'all's hearts. I know it broke you. I, I know it, it hit hard in the balcony. I, I know yeah. it was a sad day. Tears were probably shed, right? <laughs> Memory started flowing through your minds. It was a sad day. I get it. Yeah. I get it. So I'll go easy on you guys, right? Let's yeah. man use the joint account to uh, pay players. Anyways, move, moving on. Uh, but uh, uh, Matt McMahon's a great coach, really. I, yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. We're, we're going to move in yeah. the right direction. Mm-hmm. And he's already having to rebuild this team. I, I, I feel like we're going to get maybe one guy back. Uh, these guys said they would consider LSU, which makes me think Matt McMahon has touched base, has made effort. I mean, he would be – it would be ludicrous to think he wouldn't have – you know, to think that he would just be like, oh, well, they're transferring, they're gone, right, and make zero effort to keep them. That would be, you know, really dumb. So we'll see. It looks like Brandon Murray, though, uh, it was released uh, that he was visiting Tennessee, Illinois, and Georgetown, I would not be surprised if he ended up at Georgetown with uh, Kevin Nickelberry going there. Uh, not sure about all that. I mean, he was visiting Knoxville 
I believe it was yesterday or today, posted pictures of him in a Tennessee uniform. I wanted to absolutely puke. Um, made me absolutely <laughs> sick to see that picture. You know, I had one of those little slides about, you know, rate what this looks like. Lowest. I said, <laughs> lowest. I mean, I just got to be honest. I mean, that's my first reaction. And I knew, I mean, typically when you see them Instagram story slides, immediately the average answer is the furthest slide, right? This was like near the middle. Like you saw the LSU fan defect in there. They did not like seeing him in a Tennessee uniform. It it made me sick because Brandon Murray as a freshman averaged like 10 points a game. And, dude, he has so much talent. I I would love to have Brandon Murray back. I hate yeah. that he's leaving. That one's going to hurt. But you're going to have to build this team from the transfer portal. You got Kendall Coleman. You got Trey Hannibal. You got Justice Hill. K.J. Williams is in the transfer portal of Murray State. And today you landed a commitment from a super athletic, hyper, kind of like a hyper-athletic guard, Cam Hayes, out of NC State. Um, the, the stats don't pop uh, off the chart. Seven points per game. I think he averaged four assists a game uh, at NC State, about 27 minutes. But he's the type of guard that you that McMahon seems to like. He's that hyper-athletic, like John Morant type of, uh, player, so that was a good. Co- I mean, that was a great commit. I mean, as as long as you, right? I mean, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to put a team together, uh, and we have no idea what we're gonna face. I mean, right now you're not gonna land the best of the best, probably the top talent in the transfer portal, whatever it may be. Because, hey, w- what's it gonna look like whenever we hit sanctions? And Coach McMahon's got to say, I don't know, right? And that that kind of negative recruits uh, the situation. So. It is what it is, um, but there's nothing you can do about that. That's just the situation. That's the cards you're dealt. We'll see what he does to put this team together. All right, let's hit a quick break here uh, between these two segments. We got some tell me TA after these uh, ads run. So y'all throw them in there. Hit some tell me TA. Ask Gantz some questions. Ask us some questions. We're excited to answer all of your questions. Um, by the way, quick update, and then we'll hit that break. Uh, the Tigers come up. They get one hit. Uh, three guys hit it all the way to the wall, but there's nothing to show for it. State is up in the bottom of the eighth, two outs already. Uh, so you got one chance left to get one run, and I think it's with the bottom of the lineup. So we'll see how that goes. All right, tell me, T.A., right after this. Five-star hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Five Star Hero. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you. Here for your family, Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. All right, all right. It's tell me TA time. It's ask Gant time. We actually do got a good one. It's for Gant. It's, it says tell oh, me TA, but we're going to have to let Gant uh, take this question. Okay, okay. Throw uh, it in there. Throw it in there. From one, from one of our regulars, O'Danny Girl, tell me TA, what is the story behind Balcony Bengals? Who and where and how did it begin? 
and are they primarily a basketball supporter? <laughs> so, I mean, it's like I've told this story about a million times, but uh, I mean, we just <laughs> a group of guys, you know, we started during football season out on the balcony, uh, just really yelling at LSU fans walking by, drinking, having fun, tailgating from our apartment. Um, we started a Twitter account just messing around, and I actually came up with a name one day. Just I kind of thought it was dumb, and I told the boys, and they're like, let's roll with it. So we yeah. you know, made our banner and our sign Twitter account, and then once basketball season started, we didn't really think it would turn into anything. We are just going crazy like we always do. And we start, you know, getting reached out to by – Something uh, Nelson Hernandez, who's no longer with LSU. Uh, no, nobody is really that reached out to us. Yeah. But, uh, except for Garrison Floyd, the, the video guy. He's, you know, he reached out to us. But, well, he was the first one. But you know, they started reaching out to us. And, you know, it went from there. Kind of took off. And Jordy sent us to Auburn, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, that was that was one of the coolest trips we, we've taken. And it's kind of taken off since then. And you know, as far as bringing primarily basketball, uh, they, we support all, all LSU teams. But, uh Definitely some some burnout after the, the basketball season was a grind, and then mm. once Will Wade gets fired, it definitely was a brutal you know, punch a punch in the gut. Yeah. Uh, so we've been kind of just chilling and uh, enjoying the baseball season, not uh not doing too much, kind of you know just going through it, watching the team, and uh, ready for football season, do some tailgates. So absolutely awesome story, man. We we love the boys from the balcony, man. <laughs> They're always been so welcoming to us. Uh, look, guys, it is. Top of the ninth, one to two. JT is up to bat. It's a one-two count. It's our last chance here. We'll keep you updated throughout it. Uh, Got to love the balcony bingo story. Got to love it. I mean, y'all y'all popped off, and we started seeing it, and we we started following it. We we love the idea of what y'all were doing. We got one more in there. Tell me, TA, how did y'all become LSU fans? Don't y'all live in Memphis? Yes. Well, we don't live in memphis and i don't even live in south haven anymore south haven is just south of memphis south haven mississippi you could literally throw a rock from south haven to memphis <laughs> it's that close um it is a i guess you could say a suburb of memphis but south haven is growing uh, yeah. really fast because of that and becoming its own pretty big city so why why did we become lsu fans it's really because our, our dad's always been an lsu fan he grew up in south mississippi and around Louisiana. He was actually born in Louisiana. Uh, and here's the story, guys. Here's the story. He lived in Mississippi, so he was trying to decide, you know, Ole Miss LSU, Ole Miss LSU. And he said, you know what? Ole Miss and LSU are about to play. Whoever wins this game and is who I'm going to be a fan of. And he could not choose Ole Miss. He, he felt like he couldn't choose Ole Miss because Ole Miss – was so horrible all the time, and it seemed like LSU was better. So he let the game decide, and LSU won, <laughs> and the rest is history. He's been an LSU fan ever since, and he raised us as LSU fans. Um, so that's how we became LSU fans. Dad was born in Louisiana, grew up around it, and then ended up moving up to South Haven, and that's where we were born and raised, but we were born and raised LSU fans. So we – we love it. That's the story of how we became LSU fans. Zach, did I leave any details out? Is that is that pretty much it? Uh, I don't think so. All right, y'all fire them in here. Tell me, T.A. Hey. Tell me, T.A. We need to see it. Let's see. Tell me, T.A., which LSU hyped up transfer or recruit has been the biggest disappointment for you? Wow. Oh, wow. Past or present. Jeez. Man. Uh, Brandon Harris? Yeah, uh, Brandon, Brandon Harris. Harris. 
Uh, wasn't he like the number two recorder back in the nation coming in and big time recruit out of Texas? I, I believe he was Mister 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 Texas football. Uh, yeah, Brandon Harris is is but, um, probably. Um, yeah, that's probably the biggest disappointment for me, Zach. What is your biggest disappointment recruit? Here's here's what here's what I what I want to say to that though. How much of that is because of the scheme and offense that was due to Les Miles? Oh, I had a thought, but I don't know if I should share. Oh, I don't know if I should share. You done? You, got, you done did it now? You done did it now? So. A lot of this is due to locker room in the last two years. A lot of this is due to it's like they're, they're having they're fun in there right now. <laughs> okay. um, Thank you, Nancy. So I, I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to get a bad reaction. Okay. Derek Stingley. Oh, don't. I knew you were going to say it. I knew. So there was obviously a lot of hype. Around uh, Stingley. and obviously you had yeah. the 2019 season, which was awesome. I mean, one of the best seasons we have watched uh, a cornerback, you know, outside of you know like Tyre Matthew, Patrick Peterson, Mo Claiborne, Travis White. Obviously, there's a lot. That's why you're DB. Yeah. But one of the better seasons that we've watched as of late. Um, with, with a corner and, you know, really impressive. Obviously, the guy's a top talent. I'm not saying by any means that he's yes. going to let down yes. yes. um, yep. talent-wise because Derek Stingley is a, a top-five talent. Now, he may not go top-five in the draft, but he is that type of talent. Oh, no doubt. Brandon, no doubt. Is that Brandon and Eli? Yeah, we're hearing live is, reaction. To that is Brandon in the background. From the Balcony Boys. Like so. Little girl. We love him. Balcony Bengals. So it's okay. It's okay. I, I understand, man. Because of all that hype and because of everything that was happening, I was really expecting us to see just an overall great career from him, and we just didn't. You know, he he dealt with injury and and he dealt with locker room turmoil um, the last two seasons. Of course, he had to have surgery this past year. So I know that's probably not a really popular take. Yeah, but because and, and also because we got to actually see like a really good season from him, like we actually got to see the talent that he had on the field. <gasps> what happened? Did I miss? Okay, then. Okay. <laughs> <He> just gasped. <laughs> ah! Dan, y'all need to catch up. Don't <laughs> <laughs> need to catch up so I can react. Then we need to catch oh, up. Gosh. Come on, Tigers. Oh. Come on, Tigers. They're, they're due for a Pull it out. Pull it out. Let's go. Let's go. Live reaction from T.A. Gant's going to get his reaction here in a second. Hey, we need a live reaction, Gant. Live reaction, right, ball, Gant. To the, ball to the backstop. Ball to the backstop just now. What? Oh, my God. Ball to the backstop. Y'all are so far behind. Oh my gosh! No, I'm losing it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, hey, turn around. Get her. All right, tell me, TA. Yeah, this is around, all right. Tell, tell me, TA is over. This is how we're gonna end the show. Turn it around here. Turn it around here. Live reaction. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. Yes. 
Yes! Perfect timing. Put it in there. Let's go! All two outs. Not a single base runner. We get a walk. We get a hit by pitch, a wild pitch, and a base hit to bring them both in from Trey Morgan. You got to love it. Live reaction right here on TA. I've got to tweet that. I've got to tweet that. Love it. Let's go. Um, so while, while we're um, transitioning pitchers here, um, we, we got to get Gantz's uh, answer to – the the question that uh, your, your most disappointing a uh, uh, hyped up recruit oh. past or present uh most disappointing recruit past or present one that just comes to mind Savion Smith was he yeah. like he was like a five star corner I just remember like being yeah. like in high school and so excited true. about Savion Smith I think he was out of Florida. And probably Eli Ricks as well. They're kind of similar guys. Um, at least Eli Ricks had had a, had a couple years of, of good play, um, or I guess one year and well, whatever. COVID. Yeah, Savion Smith was pretty upsetting. He didn't do anything as a top rated recruit and then transferred to Bama and didn't do anything there. So, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I don't care what people say about the whole, you know. You know, student athletes. Okay, I get it. I get it. You you want the best for the student athletes. Obviously, I want the best for student athletes. But how dare you go to Alabama? How dare you? Yeah. And I hope to the Lord on high that Kayshawn Booty burns that man this year in Death Valley in front of one hundred and two thousand fans. I want to see Eli Ricks get burnt. I want to see it. That will be the that will be the I, I don't care that that will top everything that will be the cherry on top to see Eli Ricks get burnt by KB in Death Valley. Can we get like a little bit of a like deja vu type like you know when Jamar Chase went over Diggs? You know we talked about it in our last show. Like can we get a little bit? Of, by the way, oh Danny girl, they had two outs, nobody on, nobody they, on. They walked Travinsky. What happened with the next guy? I wasn't. I wasn't. They walked, they walked Travinsky. Josh Stevenson hit, got hit. Hit Stevenson. Josh Stevenson got Wild hit. Wild pitch advanced him. Wild pitch advanced him to second and third, and then Trey Morgan comes up with an absolutely screaming in that base hit. And now it is three to two. They had to go switch pitchers. Oh, oh my! There's another one. Is that gone? Hey. hey. No. No! Ah! Yeah! That's what you get for screaming out dug out! How do you even stare at us now? You wanna stare down now? You wanna stare down now? Who wants to stare us down now? Who wants to stare down now? Who wants to scream at our dugout now? What's up, cut? Five run in it! Five run in it, boy! We'll stand out our dugout. We'll stand out our dugout. Let's go. Let's go. Oh my God. Cruise missile. Five two, baby. Let's go. Woo. This is just a companion show now. This is just a, a watch LSU baseball show now. Let's go. We'll stand out our dugout. What's up, bud? We're, we're still waiting over here. We're still waiting. The delay. Woo! 
That ball gone, boy. That ball gone. Oh my goodness! Yelled it. Oh, he threw it back. The state fans threw it back. Yes, that's what you get. That's what you get. Woo! That's sweet, sweet revenge. That's sweet revenge. That's sweet revenge. Woo! Oh my gosh. Hey, Phillips, I got I got to tell you something, man. You got You got to do the hashtag. Tell me, ta. It's, you got to do hashtag. Tell me, ta. Uh, this is me, while we're while we're still yeah, watching the game. K. Doty up the bat. Twenty twenty two football record prediction. Oh, Gant, you got Big you got time. any predictions? Um, football predictions. Um, you know, I'm feeling like a nine three ten and two. I, I hate to be like a. You're like, God, it doesn't say we're going to go 15 0 with that championship. No. But, you know, I think, you know, with the with the, the talent, you know, I think with the transfer portal, I totally mean that. We go 9 3, 10 2. I think you kind of as a successful year, win a bowl game, um, yeah, bring, in a, bring in a top five class and, and turn it up for next year. So I got to agree. I'm going to say 9 and 3. Okay. I'm going to say 9 and 3. Uh, a solid year. I think you get to 10 wins with a bowl win. And considering how we had to rebuild this team with transfers, that's a pretty solid year, uh, year one for Ryan Kelly. Zach? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say eight and four, and here's why. The Tennessee game worries me. The Arkansas game worries me. The Ole Miss game worries me. Obviously, Bama. And then A&M, we'll see. You know, A&M is A&M, but we'll see. Um, and then also another game that worries me a little bit, that y'all gonna be like, oh no, no, no way, Zach. It's state. And here's why. Will Rogers is in his third year, and Will Rogers is a good quarterback. I know state is not a great team. But it's in Death Valley. It's in Death Valley. But it's in Death Valley. That's why I am gonna pick give me LSU state. to win. I mean, that give me LSU. Game. Um, but I, I think you probably lose to Bama, obviously. I think you lose to Bama, and LSU apparently is just never really good. Uh, whenever they play Alabama at home, I don't know why. It would always be in Tuscaloosa, and they always beat us here. But it is what it is. So, man, I'm so pumped about this game. I'm just so pumped. <laughs> Anyways, so I think you lose to Bama. Awesome. I think Love you lose, it. I think you lose to Ole Miss. I think you lose to Arkansas. And then I think you potentially lose to Tennessee or A&M. Um, I'm going to split the Tennessee and A&M games. Yeah, Hendon Hooker's great. I mean, talk about Roy Rogers, Hendon Hooker's good. And, you know, I think Tennessee is probably the sleeper team. All right. You know, you so, know us here at this house. Update here. Crap. It's bottom of the ninth. We're up 5 2, no outs. State is up to bat. Paul Gervais in the pitch to close the door. Golly. Top, Top three number players. players. Ooh, that's a great question. Alex Bregman's got to be Ooh. up there. Alex Bregman, Aaron Nola, yeah, and DJ Kevin Garnett, or all time DJ Lemayhew. Oh, DJ Lemayhew too. Oh, yeah. Strike out. Live cable because we are not. We're on streams. Let's go. Let's go. And guess by who? Your boy Paul Gervais, Mister Paul, <laughs> Mister Six Ten. Yeah, guys, we're gonna we're gonna close the show out. Two more outs, and we're gonna close it out. Uh, all time. I mean, uh, I honestly don't know much about his, his his 
his MLB career. But yeah, yeah, like you said, uh, Ben McDonald. Uh, I mean, he yeah. first first number one pick in the draft, right, at the Baltimore yeah. Royals. Yeah. So uh, Ben McDonald, all time. One more out, and we will close the show on a W. Let's go. Gant, we really appreciate you joining in. I know it took a while to get you on here. Uh, A lot of of time changes and whatnot. You know, that's mostly on us, but uh, (laughs) the way it goes, life happens. Um, We appreciate you joining in. Go follow everything, all social media, at Balcony Bengals. Go follow them. Go yeah, hit check us up. out Instagram, everything, Twitter. Subscribe to YouTube. We haven't posted a YouTube video about a month. There you go. <laughs> Subscribe, follow, like, share. Game over. Tigers hey. win, baby. Tigers win. Let's go. Clutch win, fellas. Hey, what a show to have with Gant on here. We come good on here dejected. Good luck. We come on here dejected, sad. We were sad like the balcony bingles when Will got fired. We were sad as a mug. And then they come in here and clutch it up. They clutched it up. I'm sorry, Brian. I know. Most painful, sore subject. I get Reggae, it. Reggae, you're dirty for that. You were dirty for that. I know. I, I, look, I, again, it's all, again, it's all jokes. I love Will Wade, too. I loved yeah, him to death. You loved his energy. He definitely look, did. Hey, also, uh, uh, one more thing for, uh, for everybody. Uh, all 68 of my followers on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm not actually upset at the balcony bingles. <laughs> I'm not actually upset at the balcony bingles when I say it was their fault for whatever. It's an inside joke that we, you know, a lot of people say it's the balcony bingles fault for a lot of things when it's really not. So I just got to throw it out there every now and then. Like, you know, it's definitely the balcony bingles fault that all the players left and transferred. It's definitely balcony bingles fault that Will Wade got fired. And it's their yes. fault that we sucked at the end of the year. That's, we that added was, them out to the NCAA. Yeah. Uh, exposed everything. <laughs> exposed everything. Man, what a way to end the show. Zach, let's hit a quick break. We'll come back and close the show out. Go follow Balcony Bengals on everything. Gant, we appreciate you joining us. Yeah, appreciate y'all having me. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. All at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Guys, we want to encourage you to go and check out our website at tigersavenue.podbean.com. You can find the playlist to our YouTube as well as all of our latest episodes on the front page. If you go to the pages link, you can find Five Star Heroes merch and all of his beats that are available on Apple Music and Spotify. If you go to our sponsors, you can see all of the sponsors that support Tigers Avenue and check out all of their info. If you check out the Tiger Times page, you can go and see all of our games that we've attended at Alex Box Stadium, Tiger Stadium, and the PMAC through the years. And if you click on the support page, you can go and find the QR codes for our Cash App and our PayPal to support Tigers Avenue. Again, all this you can find at tigersavenue.podbean.com. We appreciate y'all for an awesome show. Gant, we appreciate you joining us for Friends Friday. We'll catch you next time in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. 
Bust up in the LSU Tigers, LSU Tigers. Who that, 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 who that